no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey, and I'm excited today. Our guest out of the UK, he's got a podcast, uh, the Growth Mindset Podcast. You can find that at growthmindsetpodcast.com. Very unique life that he's lived in in a short amount of time, hitchhiked across Kazakhstan, been to North Korea, spent a month living in the woods of Tasmania with no roof, no tech, no clothes, spent 10 days silently meditating without even a book pen or looking at another human. He's worked in AI, measuring human emotions, ran a business accelerator, TEDx talk, you name it, uh, just an incredibly interesting person. He's also got a, a, a unique app that's coming out as well uh that will allow you to listen to podcasts with with friends um at the same time uh, so that you can share some some insights and some some knowledge and wisdom that you've heard through different podcasts and be able to share it and talk with it just like you would about a good book so with that i got sam harris not to be mistaken with sam harris from the united states but sam harris from the uk sam webster harris uh incredible conversation enjoyed the time so with that i'm going to turn it over to our today's episode hey what's up everybody welcome to the championship leadership podcast and today uh i'm excited we got sam harris here from the uk and uh i've had i've had a number of uh men and women from the uk now which is kind of fun so i guess i can call myself international and uh um but thanks for being here sam i appreciate it man that's oh, all right. Great to be here with uh, International Nate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we could call you International too, right? So I like asking this question first just to really kind of get things going. It's championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear it? Well, being from the UK, when I hear championship leadership, I immediately think of football. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of think that I need to be... Um, some kind of manager of a football team when I first hear that title to be straight up with my honest answer. I could go a bit deeper than think of like, okay, how to be a champion and sort of leading your team to be champion level and being the person above that is sort of more deeper thought. What does it mean to you? Oh yeah, leadership sort of, you know, like leading by example, being at the front and sort of being what it is that you want everyone else to be 
being kind of hard on yourself a bit more, but at the same time being unharsh on other people and sort of allowing their mistakes and encouraging them to try things and fail, but sort of be honest and get the best out of them in a nice way. And generally stopping any areas of conflict and making everybody happy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I think I could be a harsher leader in some ways, but I'm kind of, yeah, I like being nice to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that's a great thing about leadership is that there is no one way to lead, right? Like, mm. I think if you try to lead some way other than it's outside of who you actually truly are, that definitely doesn't work. So, because people, they just pick up on that, right? They can read, mm. see that or sniff it a mile away. So I think it's great that you don't do that from a standpoint of like, yeah, just because, because I'm a nice guy too, right? For the most part, but it doesn't mean I'm a pushover. So like, if I have to, I'll, I'll, I'll put my foot down and, and, and come, come hard if I need to, but to, I would be kind of, that's, you know, I'm pretty easygoing, nice guy. But yeah, I like that. That's, that's, that's just some good thoughts. What is, is leadership? Leadership's a pretty big topic and piece of conversation definitely here in the U.S. Is, what, is leadership uh, is big in the U.K.? Yeah, definitely. We've, we're, we're a fan of leaders here. Uh, <laughs> certainly in this current time, it's been an interesting one to observe, like leaders of countries and how they're dealing with things. And feels like maybe Boris has sort of stepped up a bit compared to what we sort of were expecting of him for the next few years, which is interesting, but certainly from a, I think in the same way that like, kind of around the world, like used to be more like rock stars in music, but it's become more of a focus of rock stars in business and this kind of stuff. It's like being famous. So we like Elon Musk just as much as you guys do. But we've got like our own people that we're really big fans of, like yeah, Richard yeah. Branson and, like fans of Innocent and all these kind of things. So, yeah, we certainly look up to um, these kinds of people mm-hmm. who, yeah, show up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not surprising that it would be similar there than it is here. Yeah, I mean, so if you look at, like, philosophy and religion since, like, all history, like, you've always kind of had some kind of thing that needed to lead humans, which is, like, a natural part of being a human, really. Yeah, right. What, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and, you know, kind of your background. You got quite an interesting and diverse uh, background of experiences. You have the Growth Mindset Podcast, and, you know, which has over a million downloads, which kind of, I don't know, I, I got the feeling that you kind of uh, maybe didn't think that that's as big of a deal as maybe I do. Um, mm. Because there's a lot of podcasts that don't even sniff a million. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those weird, like, logarithm curves of sort of, if you're getting more than like 500 a month or something, you're in like the top 1% of podcasts kind of thing. But then when you go into that 1%, it's like another like logarithm, like you got Joe Rogan, who gets sort of like millions a day and you get like, so yeah, maybe I get like, I think my right now, I think I have like a million about like every year and a half, technically speaking, okay. which is great. But then like I am, um, yeah, like yeah, Entrepreneur on Fire or something, he has like a million every few weeks on things and you sort of like, well, I'm still kind of very far away from that. <laughs> and, yeah. But it's still like really big compared to, yeah. So it's, it's a confusing one because you're always kind of wherever you're at, you're where you're at. So you can see what's ahead of you and you don't spend so much time looking behind. But like, kind of like you're kind of like, you, you know, basketball is a, a, a big sport here in the, in the U S and that would be kind of like a, the, the, the a high school, all-star basketball player 
himself to Michael Jordan or LeBron. James. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> World championship. Well, it's like you're still in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Day, right? They were there at one time too, but they didn't get to where they are overnight. So yeah, yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah, and there's different ways of looking at it as well. So you can sort of break things down by like how much time you put into it or sort of how old you are kind of thing and sort of, yeah, what you're doing it for as well. Because I, I'd certainly say like success isn't just like downloads sort of like my metric of success was initially just like network and like the people that I got to speak to. And so I got to meet so many cool people when I was starting, even though I had like zero downloads and that was just awesome because that was sort of the point. And yeah. also, I mean, now if you look at my bio, I think I've, start, I've done like stand-up comedy. I've done like TEDx speech. But then three years ago, like, I genuinely found it very difficult even saying anything myself on my podcast. I was okay at asking questions quickly, but like, even just trying to record the intro, I was like, whoa, it took me six months from recording my first podcast, actually releasing one just because I couldn't get myself to do those things. And like, <laughs> I forced myself to, um, I just hated uh, phone conversations or I could, I could never leave an answer phone message. And so like, I forced myself for a month to only... Um, send WhatsApp voice messages just because I couldn't do it. Like my friends would be doing it sometimes. I was just, would only have a text kind of thing. And so I just had to like get used to using my voice and things. So and I had like verbal dyslexia as a kid and basically just didn't talk much. And yeah. How old are yeah. you? I'm 29. So I'm slightly older than I look. Uh, but um, yeah, still not, not old. <laughs> 29, you know, yeah, I would have guessed somewhere in there. Right. Um, mm. So yeah, well, tell, tell us a little bit more. Like, how did, how did you get to where you are today and what you're up to as a, as a podcaster, as a coach? Yeah, so I studied psychology and biology at uni and I started a business at the same time, which um, got me into the whole entrepreneurship journey, which I, I sold that one after a few years and like won some awards and things. And I guess since then, I've kind of just naturally found myself coaching people. I guess before that even, I was kind of giving advice to friends who just want to do something exciting with their life because I just I like had a job for a bit for like they had like a year off before uni and I kind of went around Europe got a job sailing around the Caribbean <laughs> drove around the states and did lots of stupid stuff somehow and got like more ends up with more money than most of my friends that stayed at home having a job even though I did like lots of stupid fun stuff and and so you sort of end up with them but but how and I was like well I guess I just sort of asked people about it and had conversations and so the podcast was kind of like the conversations that I was having to help myself learn how to do things, yeah. but like more public because instead of it just being like a one-way channel through me explaining my conversation to someone else, it was like, well, these are the conversations and now you can do what you want because it like, teaches you. So that was sort of what was happening with the podcast. And then on the other side of things, um, yeah, I just carried on doing business. I traveled around the world for the last few years running podcasts and starting different companies, most of which failed recently. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's life. I've learned a few things about business partners and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. And now I'm starting a new business that's in podcasting. So it's like a, an app that lets you listen to podcasts with your friends. So like a social app. And so, because I, I just got really annoyed by the fact that you're always by yourself when you're listening and you don't really know what your friends are listening to and you can share things with them, but like there's like a different, they have to find it and then download it and then it'll go in their place and like they'll make, might just do it like a month later. You don't ever actually talk about the thing you just listened to, but sometimes you listen to something that's awesome and you want to talk about it, but you can't. Whereas if you have like a social app where like you're actually there when your friend's listening, you can listen live or you can just like catch up really quickly. 
and to actually talk about the thing when it's in your mind. And I just found that it's such an effective way to listen to books is to be in a book club and actually talk about what you learned with someone because you just learn so much more from what they learned because they see different things that you didn't see. And in the same way that like, if you study for an exam, you don't turn up to your lecture and then just never do anything till the exam. You, know? you study your lecture notes, you, like, you reread them, you, like, you answer questions on it, you talk with like, your other colleagues and like, you do a lot more to become actually smart at something. So if you listen to a podcast about mindset or business and then you just never look at it again, you don't become good at it. Whereas if you like, digest the information, you come up with the ideas and you share them with someone and you like, or you maybe like, even sort of set some targets together because you both heard the same thing, like, it's so much more effective so I guess that's kind of what I'm building with the app is to try and sort of make people actually smarter from the stuff that they're doing and also more social in like a more natural way. Because like social media is also really annoys me because I don't really want to go on there and just talk about what I did. I'd rather just do things with people. Like that's how I'd, I'd be social. And I can do that. Like I could just listen to podcasts sort of with people at the same time. And it's like a natural way to just talk about what you are doing rather than showing off about what you did, which isn't really like nice for me. So yeah, that's like my current project. I love that. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's very interesting. Yeah, you're right. And there's so many podcasts out there, right? And mm. yeah, there's so many podcasts that you just don't even know to listen to, but your friends are listening to. But yep. it's sort of faff to kind of get on board. But like, if you had like a share playlist, you can discover like in a much better way. Incredible idea. I love it. I love it. So can't wait to see how that goes for you. Um, Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. It might be another failure, but it's going well so far. You know, who knows? But mm. you definitely learn lessons no matter what through that process, which is the amazing. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What, who are some of the championship leaders or coaches, mentors, maybe directly, indirectly, that have impacted you and less, less about who they are, but more about like what is it about them that – that stands out so maybe to be some of the leadership characteristics that, that really uh, have helped you and maybe even that you've taken to help mold who you are as a leader. Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I guess like the first one that springs to mind actually is like the anti leader, which is sort of what drove me to be an entrepreneur was when I was um, a lifeguard as like a 16 year old and sort of, I was quite good at optimizing my time to do minimal work, but like get all my tasks done and sort of still close early. And then I had this boss who just sort of was the opposite of just, she just make me do things just so that I would be doing stuff. And he's like, if I was going to clean in like two hours time, she'd be like, well, clean now and then clean again. And I was like, but no, like it's not going to be optimal levels of clean. And this is just a waste of my time and just super annoyed me. And then she just didn't seem to have logic around things. And she was just like, yeah. You know, when you're like with someone that just isn't as clever as you are then and she's, uh, it's just, it was very frustrating having to do something for someone and being well, like, yeah. So, so <laughs> that come like, man, I don't, I, I never want to work for anyone because. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I just didn't like the idea of like someone having power to tell me what to do that wasn't like in my interest. So I've always been the same with like teachers and things. So I was quite dyslexic. I didn't always learn the same way as other kids. So initially most of my teachers nearly all hated me. But they sort of realized that I wasn't being naughty or anything. And I actually had the intention of learning and stuff. I just did it in a different way. And like, I wouldn't try and like distract other people, even if I was like in my own world. And, and like, usually after about three months, I'd usually become like one of their favorites. Cause like, I'd always do really good stuff and things just in my own way. And like the same with like bosses that don't let you like get the results, but in the way that you want them, it's just sort of very off putting. So it definitely inspired me to be like, actually 
I can achieve results, just not in the way that people expect it. But I could just do this for myself anyway. And sort of made me one, want to be a leader and two, lead people in ways that work for them and be open to the fact that I don't always know the best way and realize that people have different styles of working kind of thing. So that was quite useful just as like a forcing function of like, I hate this so much and I don't want to be doing this. Then I did, um, I've, worked, I've done a few, I haven't really had like ever like a long-term job for more than like four months, but I've done like a series of like just being in different companies just to see what they were like. So I worked for like an AI company for a while that like measured human emotions. And I kind of just like hustled my way in there as, I don't know, I just said I'd come and work for free for a few weeks just because it was super interesting. And I ended up kind of just bum tagging the CEO and just helping him with everything because they're quite a small company at the time. And I ended up sort of help managing the, the dev team and sort of doing all the product managing and stuff and making sales and kind of just a bit of everything. And it was just like such a good lesson in entrepreneurship. And he was a really good talk and he was really transparent with everyone. And, and he was really like willing to kind of just let me do things in my way. And yeah, he was just a really, really good leader in terms of like showing up and like so many things went wrong and he had loads of problems, but he was just so like balls out about it and sort of constantly letting you know where you were as an, as an employee and what you're buying into by like working there. And so, yeah, he, he really quite inspired me in terms of who I'd wanted to be as a leader kind of thing. And, and suddenly like, like it was kind of a joy working for him, even though, like I said, like I didn't want to work for you kind of thing. So yeah, I think he was probably one of the best effects I've had. I think that's something I've worked for directly. I, I love the fact that you like, well, first the anti-leader, right? Cause I think we all, we all are leading whether we realize it or not. And it just depends. Mm. You can either be leading the way that like, I definitely do not want to be that person. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to take that and, and help it to be the, the leader that I am. And then also to be around this other gentleman that you're talking about that uh, in the AI yeah. company. Matt, if you wanted to know his name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just like, you know, you, you'd kind of go and do anything for a guy because of who they are as the leader, right? They just. Yeah, yeah. To, you believe in them and stuff. To pull more out of yourself than, than I think that you can pull out of yourself at some times, right? I think that's really, I think a championship leader, that's what I think of like, man, they get you to, to really like maximize the potential or the capacity that you really have. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I talk a lot about like kindness on my show and sort of one of the best answers has definitely been like um, kind of sort of giving people a chance they didn't even realize they were ready for kind of things. And so like people, sort of, you, know, you don't have to have qualifications or something to do something. Often you just need like the push to do something you've never done before and having the ability to kind of go and do something where you probably will get it wrong, but you'll learn super fast and like become really good at something quite quickly. And people giving those opportunities is just like really huge and, and nice. And so yeah, trying to do that when you can is, is good yeah absolutely yeah what uh well what's what's the vision for you i you know i talk about championship leaders having incredible visions as far as being able to see things like i think elon you said elon musk i don't know if that was when we started the show or right yeah now. it's definitely but uh he's got this incredible vision that like almost no one else can see right and so most people would have the tendency because if you can't understand it or see it yourself Sometimes you think that person is kind of crazy, right? Mm. Not only do they have that vision, but they also have the courage to take execute to execute on it. Which obviously, again, I think I've never used him as an example, but he's a great example in, in this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's got the ideas, and mental goals, and just shooting for them. Mm. So, you know, what's 
what's a vision for you on, you know, what you want to do and the impact you want to make moving forward, maybe next five years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, long term, I'm super into like, the environment and uh-huh. getting more into like politics and sort of equality and like <laughs> epic things. Uh, but short term, I'm, I guess it's sort of, as in, once you kind of, wherever you are, you can kind of look back at your story. It kind of makes sense to how you got there. But like at the time, you sort of see like you're going in circles. So I definitely like to try and just be more consistent. So like having the podcast is like my permanent side hustle. It's just sort of, it's like a constantly growing, useful thing to be doing. And then sort of just working on ideas that generally satisfy some of my own itch and help make people like wiser and happier is like my general kind of two things that I'm aiming for. So whether that's through like health or encouragement to start a business or like my podcasts on sort of just making you like smarter in these things. Um, there's a good, so like, like the current business, like Syncify is basically just to kind of make people wiser through like peer to peer learning and stuff and happier through being more social and getting more out of the things that they already do. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of my goals. Well, the general kind of mission, you think, and sort of goals were like, I guess I super look up to like Bill Gates and Elon Musk that have been able to earn lots of money and then just focus purely on like bigger philanthropy. So like, is it currently a business of purpose, but also it's sort of got the audible model behind it, which is just like super profitable. And if I can make it work, it would be awesome. And I'd love to have some millions behind me to kind of just go follow my sort of more crazier ideas of just stuff that would be hard to like raise money or commercialize instantly, but would just sort of do useful stuff for the world. Because yeah, I've studied lots of things in science and psychology and we'd like to, yeah, work on the world a bit more. I love it. That's great. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. What, um, what's, what's a fork in the road moment for you, like a critical moment where, you know, you kind of, you either go right or left and, and uh, you did make the decision that you did because, of course, you're here today where you're at. But had you not, you know, it, you could be in a very different place in your life. Is there, is there a moment that really kind of sticks out, that fork in the road where, they're weird because like technically speaking it's so like, every single thing you do is sort of like a fork in the road if you just have like one slightly different pass in the football match it could still completely change the rest of the, the match of like the game um but <laughs> trying to think yeah i mean i remember on my gap year i was uh i was employed to sail around um like i kind of went out there on a whim i just sort of found this guy online that was like sailing his his yacht and needed someone to help and yeah. he did lots of surfing. He sounds super cool. So I went and joined him, but then um, <laughs> he was really abusive. <laughs> so, I, so I left after like a week and just randomly uh, looked for like work or some way to get out of the Caribbean and just didn't tell my mum because if she'd obviously be like kind of worried. And like after two days, I literally found a job earning like quite a lot a day just sailing on this like rich millionaire's yacht and having a nice time. And, and it was great. Because I was young and sort of able to deal with hangovers. So I went out, like, they took me to all these nice restaurants and I just went drinking with them every night. And, like, I had, like, the lifestyle that I definitely had no chance of being able to afford myself, but got paid for it and just had to wake up in the morning with a hangover and deal with their hangovers that were worse than mine. And that was fine. I could just make some smoothies in the morning and, like, do some sailing. Like, it was, it was brilliant. And I was there, like, I'm kind of, what's the point of doing all this work to hopefully become so rich that I could own a yacht and do this thing that I'm already doing. And I was a bit confused as to what the point was of like going to university and all this stuff. And yeah, yeah, I had a bit of an existential moment for a while. And eventually it was like, well, everyone else does uni, I guess. And like, it's a thing. And so I'll do it. And then if it's boring, I'll leave and 
come back to doing this whole yacht thing. And, and, and so I'm not 100% convinced that that was the best decision. But yeah, I got to uni. But then by then, I guess I was a bit bored of um, partying the whole time. And, and I had a bit more life experience than the people that had started like fresh. It's like they were, like literally just turned 18. And I was there like 21, having like done lots of stuff and didn't really feel like drinking. So I started my business. And then I kind of went, sent me on this whole other path. So yeah, that was a decision. <laughs> that was sort of life. Example, I mean, Moment. number one to go say that you're going to go sail around the world or whatever with this guy. And then mm. realize really quick that the dude's kind of a douche. And yeah, he was like, this is a big mistake. <laughs> well, I think many people would have actually just stayed in that situation. And you actually are like, now I'm out of here. <laughs> Even though you mm. really know what you're going to do, that turns into, you know, working for this millionaire on the yacht and partying and, and then realizing like, I can do this without having the millions. Uh, what a great perspective that is too, to be like, man, so many people like kind of, uh, they, uh, they sacrifice their life to get to that point And you're like, I mm. don't need to do that actually. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny one. We just sort of like live the life of like what you're told a life should be kind of thing and just follow the path and never been, as in, I guess like, like I spoke about never learning the same way as other people. I've never kind of, I've always seen what the path is for people and just been like, well, I can walk on it if I want or like go somewhere else. <laughs> I kind of always just been like a bit on the edge and just doing my own weird thing. And if something works for me, like I'll do it, whether it's like the normal thing or not. And no, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I think more of us, you know, because to walk the path that everybody else walks, it's, it's safe, right? It, mm. Outside looking in, it seems or feels safe. Although I yeah, yeah, but well, you can argue that when you get later on in life, you probably end up having a lot of regret. That man, I wish I would have been a little uh, off the path. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is one of the things that sort of made me um, go on traveling was sort of talking to people about like things that I could maybe do. And so many of us like, oh, I wish I'd done this when I was young. I was like, I don't want to be the person that said I wish. I want to be the person that said, oh, I did this when I was young. <laughs> it's like screw it, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, yeah, I just think because there's, like, there's certainly a lot of ways to just understand a bit more about yourself and it was a bit of a weird moment to say like this is a profound but like this Christmas we were playing Pictionary where you know where you sort of you have to like draw the thing and try and get people to guess and it's like it's a game and and the goal of the game is to have fun right yeah and there's a series of rules to make you have fun but like the best moment in that game was when my father-in-law like he just sort of had the worst five minutes of his life, just messing it up. And then, like, I don't know, he, like, he sort of farted halfway through and then he just drew this, like, this weirdest, like, set of things. And it turns out the word was pear. And you're like, why didn't you just draw a pear? Like, what the fuck was going on, mate? And, but it was, like, the most hilarious five minutes. It just created memories. And we had so much more fun. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, well, why the hell am I trying to, like, win this game? And I keep on sort of just going and, like, I get it. And, like, I sit down after, like, 20 seconds or whatever. Yeah. Why don't I just pick like the hardest word on this card and just like, and so it ended up taking me way longer, but I just stood there like having a lot more fun, not really caring if I won the, the game by like the metrics of if it has the game won, but just like how much time can I spend having fun standing up here drawing stupid pictures instead of just thinking like, well, what was the point of this game? The point of the game was for me to have fun. So let's have the most amount of fun as opposed to let's just follow the rules as the rules state on the card. And like, I mean, this is the point of life, surely, is to just yeah. sort of make up rules that work for you rather than just following rules that happen to already exist. Right. Yeah. I love it. What, uh, mm. As we start to wrap up here, what would be one or two things that you could share with the, the listeners that 
you know, they're, to implement today into their life, it would help, help them move forward today. One, one of the really good pieces of advice that just happens to be kind of relevant for me at the moment, I guess, was um, by the guest who said that if you could bottle urgency, you'd become like a billionaire. And I, I launched a Kickstarter for my project uh, a few weeks ago, and it just added so much urgency because I've been talking about this book idea for like a few years, to be honest. And I started working on it like properly, like in my head full time about three months ago. And then having started the Kickstarter, I was just like, shit, I've literally tripled my output. And, and also with my podcast, I suddenly just, I put in so many more systems and things just to make that like into more of a machine, just because of, I was like getting away with not doing it properly. And like, I just haven't got time for that now. And I'm trying to like run a business. And so I'm doing like all of the marketing and everything. And so it's like a huge project running that side of it. And then I don't currently have a CTO. So I'm running the entire dev team as well, which is like another whole full-time job. And I'm running my podcast plus another podcast. And like, I'm just doing so many things on like overload, but there's this urgency behind it. And you just make time and things happen when you sort of put like, some backing so if you kind of make something public or just have something behind you that forces you to be more urgent like it just massively increases your capability to do stuff and you can sort of sit there like not having time to make a decision or just sort of finding your time around like if you don't put some urgency behind it so just finding a way to make something feel urgent is just insane and yeah so <laughs> it doesn't necessarily tell you how to do it but like if you have a project like tell people that you're doing it or like put it on kickstarter or like use the stick app where you kind of donate money to an anti-charity if you haven't hit your goals for that week or something and have someone that's accountable for you. There's just so many ways to sort of force yourself to do stuff. And like, I think it's much more effective than just sort of having rewards. Like the whole, there's like the analogy of like the donkey and the carrot and like how many people have you ever seen with a carrot in front of a donkey trying to get them up a hill? Whereas how many like people have you seen hitting a donkey? Like they hit the donkey because that's what actually works. Yeah. And so like actually realizing that when you should have put something behind you, that's going to force you to do it. It's much more likely than just sort of being like, Oh, it would be great if you ran this business and made you a millionaire one day, maybe yeah. like the option was always there, but you didn't take it. So why don't you like force yourself from behind instead? And yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, if we can battle uh, urgency, that would be amazing. But yeah. So, what? so yeah, I think that's, you know, for the, for the listener, how, how what are some ways is what we're trying to say uh, that you could bottle so essentially kind of quote unquote bottle urgency to put your life into hyperspeed and be super. Mm. So, so I love it. So there's some good ways. Well, it depends on what you're doing, but uh, certainly always just talking people at the, at the outset is saying that you're doing something. So there's a very big difference between, in your head saying that you're going to be an entrepreneur or something versus like telling people I'm starting this or like you're a failure. If you tell someone that you're going to lose five pounds and you don't, whereas if you're in your head being like, Oh, it'll be good to start a diet this week. And then you sort of don't like no one really knows. It's not really like an acknowledged failing. So firstly, it's just talking about it, which sort of relates to my app. Like if you listen to a podcast that gives you an inspiration to do something, but you actually talk about it, it's much more likely to happen. And then trying to do something like much bigger, like uh, sort of bold moves, like 10 X goals kind of thing. So starting a Kickstarter that has like an ambitious target or something that forces you to be like, okay, well, how am, am I going to raise this 20 grand and who's going to come in? Cause that's not just going to come from my friends. I'm going to have to like put a load of press releases out. I'm going to have to like do a PR. I'm going to have to like get on podcasts. <laughs> You're going to have to do like loads of shit to like make that kind of happen. Yeah. So yeah, just force yourself to do things that are like a bit beyond your capabilities currently. And then you'll find yourself So in the same way that like I spoke about, like you having a boss that will give you opportunities that you're not quite ready for, like give yourself 
opportunities that you're not quite ready for and like maybe you will be ready if you sort of force it. And um, that's where these things come from, I guess. So trying to find things like that or like I mentioned, the stick app where you sort of have an anti-charity that where you write like your goals are and you have an accountability partner and if you don't reach it, like your money goes to like the anti-environment charity or like a Nazi party or something really shit and like <laughs> you don't want that to happen so you make yourself absolutely yeah. do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully people use the app but don't end up giving money to the bad things and make their lives better rather than just this end up with decorated people giving money to terrible things because that would be awful. Yeah. I love it. No, that's great. I appreciate it. And uh, anyway, uh, what are some some of the best ways to find you or your podcast or, or anything else that you got going on? Mm. So you can find me if you like Google Sam Webster Harris. My uh, blog comes up. You can find me on Instagram, Sam Jam Snaps. Um, uh, LinkedIn, I think, will be in the show notes. Yeah. And then like the app that I've been speaking about is called Syncify. So you can um, I think go to getsyncify.com. Or we're currently running a Kickstarter, so you can get like lots of money off uh, <laughs> if you sign for a award at the moment, um, which would be nice. Yeah. And... Yeah, the Growth Mindset Podcast. That's the, uh, the podcast that I run also. I do see many things we've established. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on today, uh, Sam. Thank you so much. And uh, look forward to coming on your show as well. So Yeah, looking forward to that. So this is Conchina and him all right you. All right, my man. Have a good day. Ain't no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say. Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast